Bills fan podcast for December 16th, 2015. It's a Wednesday. It's your boy Dave. Here with Adam, as always. That's Numb Bills fan Adam D on Twitter, and I'm Numb Bills fan on Twitter as well. Follow us. Follow us. This podcast is brought to you by NumbBillsFan.com. Imagine that. Tell your friends. How did we ever get that sponsorship? So I got a little story for you to start off right off the bat that I definitely told Deacon in our quote-unquote pre-production meeting because we, we're we pro. We yeah. have pre-pro meetings over uh, Starbucks. Yeah, and we, we have a lot of other meetings over chicken wings and calzones and sub sandwiches, cheesecake. Anywho. Deli meat. Anywho. My story is, is I'm doing some free work for my cousin at her house, and she knows I do this podcast thing. She's watched the videos, and I asked her, I go, did you ever think to tell your friends that your cousin has like a, a little radio thingamajig show, as you'd call it? And she's an older cousin. She's in her 40s. And she's like, oh, yeah, she's totally a big Bills fan. Why don't you tell her about it? Tell your friends about us. Tell your family. Let them know. Even the person next to you. Let him know as yeah, my dog yeah. shakes its head in the background and gets picked up in the microphone. He already knows about the podcast, and he knows clearly not to shut up when we're podcasting. Yeah, but no. Tell tell your brother and your sister and your mom and your uncle and your cousin and your auntie and their friends, your coworkers. Turn it on at work. Turn it up. That theme song goes hard. And if you live in a family that's really inbred, that's got to be pretty quick and easy to pass that word along. So regardless, have them spread the word. I understand in that situation you're a little bit limited on your reach, but regardless, hey. tell everybody you know. Tell your dog. Put a note on your dog that says, listen to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. All right. I'm done here. Are like next- done done or yeah, just I'm, moving on? No, 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 no. no I was no, going to no. say, that was, that was the shortest one yet. Regardless, we're coming off of a, a painful loss with the Buffalo Bills at the Philadelphia Eagles. We we reviewed that two podcasts or one podcast yeah, ago, podcast. two days ago. Check it out Back if you Monday haven't. Night. Yeah. We, we kinda we kinda crushed some some things. We got a little loud at the end there. Yeah, all of our all of our past episodes are available on iTunes or in your podcast app on your little iPhone there. Just pull it up, you can see it all. And if you want like a little podcast player too, you could either use the website numbillsfan.com or you can go to our host, which is numbillsfan.podbean.com. Yeah, you can you can get that right right off the player on our main site numbillsfan.com. Yes, check it out. Regardless, we're back. We got to come back now to do a, a review of uh, the Bills at the Washington team. We're not going to name the name out of respect. Uh, but we might have a nickname for it just to keep rhythm on time later on in the show. Um, but regardless, just how are, how's everybody feeling? How are you feeling? How did the week sink in? What did you do? Did you get as much info in as usual? Or like, how did you feel? And how did you guys feel? Think about it. Tweet us. 
bad. I've felt awful all week. Now it's not over. Be- no, it's not. It's- if, if Pittsburgh, if they somehow decide to lose two out of three games and the Jets lose one of the next two and the Bills win out, there's that. That a boy. That a boy. I like I I like I like the way you think. But I, I haven't honestly not even thought about it. And if you listen to the post game comments from some of the guy or not post game but midweek stuff, it's you know, the media's already asking them questions about, you know, inclining you know, asking LaShawn McCoy, is Tyrod Taylor, you know, that leader, you know, to lead you in next year and it's like, Man, I can't I don't even want to think about the draft. I don't want to even look at little vines of college players right now. I don't care. And it's really sad to see that we have three games left and again we're checked out in six and seven. And then you go to the NFC East and you're like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Regardless, we got into that last podcast. but Yeah, no, it, it just sucks that you look at that division and you're like, these are the teams that we're losing to. The Giants. I mean, that one's a little bit better than losing to the Eagles. That that Eagles loss hurt, man. Because yeah, but not. For I don't not- know. Maybe maybe I'm judging them off their record a little bit too much. I didn't watch any other Eagles games this year. <coughs> I, I I flipped I flipped some highlights on here and there, checked in once or twice to see to make sure the Kiko Alonso trade was still better for us, which it was. Yeah, but how can you say that when the team has lost? To the Giants and the Eagles. And that's the hard part is I feel you right. in the beginning. I'm with you. But when you break it down, it's like the Bills lost to the Jaguars. Yes, with injuries and everything else. And it's like I really think, yeah, the team should be hanging. Look at that division and at least we'd have a shot. But if this team loses to the Washington team, I'm going to be a little scared. Right. And it just it, it's so frustrating because it seems like they lost all those games that you saw that, that that you thought there was there was no way they could lose when you saw that schedule at the beginning of the year. All the games that that you said, oh, that's a gimme, that's gonna be a win. When you go through and you say, win, loss, win, loss, you, you, you know, the Jaguars. I didn't think I didn't think the Giants were gonna get us. I thought we were gonna maybe. I honestly thought we were maybe gonna split the Patriots. Um, Every year we think that. Cincinnati, I knew they were going to be a tough team. Every team you th- you can think about a-, a way to beat them. That Titans, you know? that Titans game was way closer than I ever expected. We, what we, the hell, man? We don't know. We don't know where to where to feel with the team, and that's that's what I want to get into. Is you know we could talk about the Washington Foreskins all we want, but really, what's going to happen is. Just unfortunately, now we have to look towards next year. That said, I kind of had an idea of what if for the rest of the season, which this could be conversation through the off season as well. We look at our key acquisitions that are still healthy, and big guys and and players key in on players or even sides of the ball that you want to see better. Example. What if the defense turns it on and Mario Williams gets more than 16 tackles this year and the defense just for the last three games actually comes to fruition and steps up because they haven't played that bad? 
What about the Tyrod Taylor-Sammy Watkins connection? What about, say, LaShawn McCoy? Is he going to hit that 1,000 yards rushing? What if, You know what I mean? Like, that's Very that's possible. the milestones I want to see. I mean, is Charles Clay going to come back healthy? Hopefully. Now, some bad news on that front today. Uh, our man Gilly, he went and uh, got put on the IR. His season's done. Um, Chantrell Henderson, turns out the illness he's been fighting has been Crohn's disease. I, I, I was talking about that on Twitter a little bit earlier. He's probably going to miss the rest I'm not, of the season. I'm not a religious guy, but, man, best of luck, best wishes, yeah, God yeah, bless, positive, if that's your thing. Positive vibes, good energy, whatever, so on and so forth. Start eating that natural food, bud. You know, I have a friend who has Crohn's. But, yeah, you're right, man. That's scary. Yeah. But Gilmore's on the IR. They brought in uh, some people and... Yeah, yeah, couple couple tight end, three tight ends actually came in and worked out today, and we picked up a defensive end off of, off of the Raiders practice squad. We need the depth, so hey, welcome aboard, guy. Yeah, well, hopefully, I'd like to see Lashawn McCoy keep doing some damage. I want for his own stats. I get into stat mode once I know the Bills are out of the playoffs. Frankly, uh, and I and I just want to see. Something to build off of into the year. Hey, you know we got it together because if you start with the with the number one disappointment this year, I think frankly is the defense. You look at the defense they mainly ran mainly the defensive line because I I still what about the linebackers? The linebackers leave a lot to be desired, but again, <clears throat> the secondary has been great. Secondary has been fantastic. I mean, obviously, someone that played from the safety has been a little. I thought, with injuries, I but, thought Corey Graham's been killing it at safety, though. Um, I mean, it, put it this way. As a fan and watching it, I think so. But now some criticism is coming out, and, and honestly, I don't know enough about he's a hitter, what, what he's asked to do. He's a hitter, dog. Look, Corey Graham, the, the reason I like their secondary is because of the that everybody was a cornerback, except for Rambo now. You know, That's yeah. why I liked it, because that offers up – a lot of unique coverages you could do, and, and and it's really, you know, we were so excited this year for that defense to come around, though. You know, like, oh, can't wait to see what the, the mastermind Rex Ryan has. And I'm not a stack guy. I will not argue with you about sacks. I don't care um, because if I'm going, and the reason I say I don't care about sacks is if I'm going from the coach's perspective of what they fed me, whether it's baloney or whether it, it, it's fact, whatever they fed me was, hey, we don't need sacks. We're yeah, I we're would, a step ahead. You know, I would rather I would rather lead the league in pass breakups or in interceptions or something something else besides sacks. We talked about this last time. You know, we we led the league last year in sacks. We didn't make the playoffs. At the same time, if that defense was as reliable as it was. I thought the defense was pretty reliable last game. Okay, they held that team to 23 points, and it should have been 20. And you look at the game they had against the Texans. You look, you know, you look at the game right. against the, defense, the Patriots. The defense put the offense in a position to win the game against the Eagles, and the offense didn't win the game. And I would like to see the last three games 
to hang my hat on, the defense come together and figure it out. I don't know if that's going to happen because there's players that you're kind of wondering if they care. They're being asked about in the media and where there's smoke, there's fire after a while. And the one guy that keeps coming up is Mario Williams. I don't know what to think. And if I'm going to side with him, you know, he was sick. What was your reaction to it today in the van? I'm like, come on, man. You know? Man. He's sick today. He was out of practice. But, I don't, again, I don't want to question him. You know, I I am the first to admit that I am not right quite often. I I I bark up the wrong tree sometimes. I honestly think Mario Williams he's not playing with the same heart that we're we're used to seeing. I don't know if it's the coaches what what whatever his whatever it is it's his heart's not in it. And you know Okay, maybe he's not feeling good. Maybe he can't be out there, but you know he had the illness in what was it, the Jets game, where he didn't didn't come back. I don't know, man. It, he doesn't seem like the the same fiery Mario that we're used to. Well, the only reason you're saying that, though, and I I feel like maybe he doesn't want to be here. Well, the only reason I don't want to buy into that. I don't think to that hype, but I don't think you're thinking that. I think it's really. The, because I feel like knowing you, your opinions change because we don't. I feel like it's the clues that you've been given around the smoke that's drawn you to that. Because, again, we're not really the ones to be like, oh, that player has no heart. That's not our MO here. Well, but he, he with, made with, his little comments right, as, the, as and the year went on. That's and... kind of where it's like, dude, you're putting yourself out there with those comments. Then what's that telling me? That tells me. You think you know better than the coaches, and maybe you do, but last I checked, Rex Ryan is the guy, allegedly, at least what's put out in the media, I'm not legitimately there. He could, supposedly the door's right, wide open for him to, to walk into and brief his concerns, and maybe he has. That said, if this defense fails... For this last three games, and and the personnel is not used correctly for the last three games. Guess what? I I could frankly I don't want to talk this already. I could see a change on the defensive coordinator side. I I wouldn't be completely shocked if it happened. Um, I don't know. I I, I think him. I think Thurman and, and Rex are pretty tight, but. What if there's pressure from upstairs? I, I because think about well, this. Well, that's that's what, a very what holes, what very holes, realistic possibility. What holes do we have on defense coming into this, into this year? None. Maybe one of the linebackers. We were we were thinking Powell's going to play. Yeah. Then it became Tarpley, and you know that was about it. We were worried about McAlvin being hurt, and I think and, we're going in the cornerback situation. But now, if you look at this defense, if you look at performance. Holy shit, we got to get some players. That said, yeah, I think we're going to see a, an overhaul of this defense. I don't I don't think it's going to be a major overhaul like we we had on offense this this season cuz we were talking about that earlier. We had we had, you know, eight or nine new starters on offense. Um Nigel Bradham's looking to come back. Too. I, I I think Bradham will be back. I think I think Preston Brown will still be there, but I I really expect whether it's through free agency or the draft, I expect to see another 
real big defensive lineman brought in, a nose tackle type guy, probably play up front with Darius. Kyle Williams may or may not be back. I don't want again. I don't want to buy buy into hype that doesn't have have any real substance behind it. But you know, I think your murmurs about Kyle Williams retiring that you're going to go into really. Oh, has it's to not do even it. retiring necessarily, uh, or, or but getting cut. I, you know what I think it is? I think it's, he's, he's got he's got money coming, and he's 33. At the same time, he's proven to restructure, and at the same time, he's been called pretty damn great from his coach when he's healthy. And I understand that's a when he's healthy thing. Last I checked, though, everybody's been getting hurt around the league. And my point is with Kyle is that guy is a very – He's he's the guy you want in there. He's gonna he's Re- gonna mold to any coach, whatever the coach wants. He's gonna spread that on those players. And even McCoy mentioned Kyle. Regardless of whether he's back As or not, leader. I still expect a, a a larger size defensive lineman to get brought in. Cause that, I mean that's that's Rex's thing. That's that's how that's how Rex likes to set it up. If you look at if you look at the Jets' defensive line, you know, last four or five years back there, a lot bigger than well, you know who you know who would have been nice, and and I hate to be the guy. Oh, you know, he screwed up. You know who's playing at a very high level still, or at least again very high level. This is the I don't know shit category here. I just noticed he's still on the team and he's playing regularly and making an impact. Allen Branch. Oh, yeah. But, no, he gets a DWI, and they cut him. Good for you. That's so great. You cut quality. That guy didn't deserve a pass because in the patent system, that guy was awesome. So what you're saying makes total sense. But what I'm getting at is now it looks like that there's holes in the defense. So, overall, do you mind if I revert back to where we started on the defense? Go ahead. Overall... If we get these guys to pretty much play for their damn jobs, Nigel Branham is playing for a contract. And if he's not making the same impact he did in the last defense, now keep in mind, Kiko Alonso made the Petten defense. Kiko Alonso was out. Kiko was going to move positions. You know? Yeah. So he was going to move to an outside linebacker in, in the 4-3. I hate to call it an outside linebacker. It's not correct. But technically out of the three, he's on the outside. So strong side or weak side, whatever one you want to throw him at. But he made a big impact playing pretty much middle linebacker in that 3-4 under Patton. And at the same time, I think that 3-4-4-3 thing's a little overblown. And I did not expect Rex to have this much of a of – a, of a of a of a lack of use of the players personally like the players are playing hard clearly they're they're playing even when they know that the game is over they're still playing hard on defense but Rex frankly fucked up I hate to say it I've backed him this whole way and I still do um I'm gonna give him a chance to fix it but this is what year one is about now we got to see what the rest of this team is made of because if this defense, if these guys can play and buy into this thing or at least figure out the last three games, that's going to give us hope. Now, keep in mind, they played the Texans and the Patriots, and I think that they kept them in that Eagles game. And again, another, the second game in a row or in the second half, or actually I take that back, 
the 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 second game out of is it four games there were there was a lack of points being put up yeah they lacked points in the second half against Kansas City they lacked mm-hmm. points against the Eagles I mean come on and then to the very last minute or, or they gotta the last get, second this team needs to get it together in the third quarter because they are just like putting too much pressure on themselves going into the fourth so I can't even games. say that the defense was bad necessarily all the time but it, I just want to see it click. I want to see it click. And again, for the players' sake, man, Jerry Hughes, get some sacks. Mario, get some sacks. Darius, get some sacks. Get up in there. And I think what we have benefited from is we've seen Jerry Hughes use in a different way. And we've seen awesome formations. I remember my I keep referencing it. It was so awesome. I'm like, oh, man, is that Kyle Williams way on the outside in like a nine technique? I'm like, holy shit. And that's crazy. So – it's so I thought you awesome. Were gonna, I thought you were going to bring up that that Jerry Hughes versus Gronk down the sideline play but again. Exactly. That's why I thought you were going to bring oh, up. Oh, right that there. was great. Too. That was a great. Play. And we've never seen Jerry Hughes really used like that, so it was nice. And man, that kid's got hustle. Yeah, he's got man hustle. But what can this defense build off of? And I still want us to win out. I want the Bills to win out. I don't believe in the draft thing. Losing, screw that. You know, just what can they? Can they get it together on defense? Can they can they at least get their communication? Can they when they need to stop a one yard run, can they do it? When you know what's coming. You know, and, and they've proven to do that a lot of times this year. You all right, buddy? I'm Look okay. Off? Okay. Look off. Offensively is really where it starts to get interesting. Hopefully Charles Clay can come back. We can again pass some Charles Clay stats. But I really want to see Tyrod Taylor develop. You know, we got three games. And, and the way I look at it, some people be like, well, we only have three games. The way I look at it is, in the beginning of the season, you're hyping this team. And three games in, you you, and me, we're already prejudging, oh, yeah, after that performance against Indy, they're going to kick some ass. Here's the real test. As this team has shown who they are for 13 games, I want to see what they can show to become. And that way we could solidify our opinions. And now every week we'll just pretty much go through it. But, man, there's so many aspects offensively that you can go through, like the chemistry with Sammy Watkins and Tyrod Taylor. And we said it last podcast to tell you people crying, get Sammy the ball, get Sammy the ball. Well, look what happened. That was the plan. And uh, Robert Woods had the same number of catches and more yards off of less targets. Just throwing it out there. I'm just saying. I'm not I'm not trying to poop on Sammy Watkins by any means. I still <clears throat> I still love the kid. I, no, but we don't need to force him the ball. I want him to no. get the ball. I if I had a choice and he was the first read at Sammy, but at the same time like I I just I mean if I had if I had two guys in man coverage like I would I would go Sammy over any of those other guys. To, to make that catch, but at the same time, you, you got, know, you he, expect him to be doubled. Not and I mean, nothing, he can no. make those catches sometimes. Yeah. That's the thing is we've seen a couple of balls go right through his hands. We've seen him not be as aware, but we've also seen great, nice, relaxed, sit back, a small, efficient move. And you know what I mean? Right. Like, like we're not seeing him on, on the short routes though. You know, they're, they're trying, they're, they're trying to hit home runs with him. Right, and I don't blame them because I'm sure I'm sure they're feeling the pressure from 
all around about oh you traded up for this kid. Like, yeah, but at the same time they they use Sammy in a screen and he's got to hit that edge and he hesitates and gets two yards. It's like come on, bro, you're gonna you're you're gonna think that Eric Wood's gonna block two guys out of the way for you right now. Yeah, you know like. Yeah, Seriously? I don't know. I wish they would. I wish they would work on that, though. I wish. Right, and we wanted to see that, and I'm glad we're seeing that. But I want to see Sammy. It really, it, you know what I really want? I want to see Sammy put up some respectable yards because reception wise, he's not going to get it. I want to see him put up respectable yards. That way, we could stop talking about Sammy Watkins. Because I like, I, I can't say like, I love having Sammy Watkins on the team. Are you kidding me? Dynamic, big, thick versatile as far as like how you can use them hands for days man like yeah so so calm and cool relaxed and to all you guys who aren't sure about him stefan gilmore of course is going to have the back of his teammate but he went out of his way after playing the giants saying he's better than odell beckham jr and odell beckham is lighting shit up yeah odell's odell's got the stats but he's also dude he does make some amazing i think he 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 probably though, after saying all that, he probably is the number one receiver in the league right now. I think. I mean, you got Fitzgerald, you got some guys, but as far as like, oh no, I like, mean, he's, like reminding me of Chris Carter doing things with their body, catching the ball, like he's had like really the best start to a career that of any wide receiver in the modern era of football. You know, I think Sammy could. I I, I just I just want to see the Sammy Tyrod connection develop. I want to see the. The offensive line keep progressing. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see Tyrod just be light it the up, guy, man. man. Just, just do it. Because I'll tell you what, man. When we're watching Tyrod, this last Eagle games, to every single game I watch him, and you people might think I'm out of my mind. There's times I mention to my friends, and I never mention this shit with Bills quarterbacks franchise. I say the word franchise. I go, how is that not a franchise move right there? How is it not a franchise quarterback move right there? When he drops back, I now have confidence something's going to happen. Yes, you can rip that interception against the Eagles to end the game. But guess what? Every quarterback on the face of the earth has had a game where they haven't come back on the final drive in the fourth quarter to win the game. It's just a fact. Get the hell over it. Let's build on it. Now, the disappointing part, I'd like to wrap this segment up. you have anything else on Tyrod, actually? No, no, I'm I'm good, man. What I'm trying to say is, last year we thought we're a quarterback away, and his his dynamic play last year would have you would think, and obviously with Greg Roman and Jim Schwartz, not say some Hackett run offense, you know. <laughs> but but who all knows I, though? Who all knows? I'm saying is we kept saying we're a quarterback away, and I feel like this kid makes plenty of plays. I you think know what? Tyrod might have been dynamic enough. To set that set that Hackett offense on fire, I'm not I'm not saying oh I wish he was still here. I'm not saying that, but he might have he might have been the spark. I mean, if we could have gotten him a year sooner, he might have been the spark at the time. Because I mean, possibly Kyle Orton, Mister like King of of Dinkin and Duncan, King and of just, sacking himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he still he still finished that season out with a winning record, right. And he didn't have that playmaking ability. He he would he would lose four yards on these plays where Tyrod's gaining six or seven. You know. Yeah, that was all uh, all a mess last year. But you know, I, I'm just looking at it like if this defense can pick it up, 
I think the special teams, there's some work there. We we hit on that last podcast. Yeah, Schmitty's killer, though, man. Schmitty is great. He's a great punter, man. And again, I know I've had, had plenty, of, plenty of negative things to say. Dan Carpenter had a very, very positive-looking game this past He really week. did, man. He, he turned it up. Four kicks, no misses. Way to go, dog. Hell yeah. So I can't wait to see what works out. Hopefully more chemistry turns out. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at chemistry and these new guys that signed. Nick O'Leary should be taking more snaps. We'll see how he looks. So, you know, you got Greg in there. He's always – I don't I don't ever complain about Greg too much. I'd like to see Felton and, and McCoy back there, see how they work. Felton was in that, that last game a lot too. Yeah, I'd like to not see him. I like Felton. I I, oh, I love I love Felton. He's great. You know, I've I, heard I've heard him pop, you know pop up on on a couple of the couple of the uh, local morning radio shows. Um, seems like a super cool guy, but man, those penalties that's that's what we got to work on. Yeah, I think um, the the penalties got to be somehow cleaned up. You know what though? And again, I don't I don't want to use the same. Excuse it was an a million off game, times. though. I don't want to use the same excuse a million times. But we have so many guys that are depth type players that are forced into a starting role right now. Right. So they're not gonna have the same discipline as the guys who normally take most of the reps. I get not. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for nobody. Felton should have been shouldn't have been on them false starts. Thiggy shouldn't have been on that false start or that illegal shift. Yeah, that was pretty. That that game was such a debacle of of craziness. But regardless, I want to see. I, I want to see just everything come to fruition. I want to see people maxed out. And the one guy I, I really want to see do great is LaShawn McCoy. And the reason I say that is because I have some sympathy for him getting traded from his team. He got a lot of shit for kissing the Eagles logo, which... Oh, yeah, man. I mean, and and who cares about that? But I want to see this kid hit 1,000 yards rushing at least. I mean, come on. He's a superstar. I mean, he was out for, you know, a bit, but, you know, there's no reason he shouldn't be getting an, another 100-yard game for the rest of the season. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. He's yeah. only had a couple games. He only had 41 yards against Indianapolis rushing, you know, 16 in the first Miami game, which he got hurt in, by the way. You know, and uh, other than those two games, his low was 70, which was against KC, yeah, and he had I mean, 74 he's, against he's Philly. He's had seven, seven straight with 100 or more all-purpose yards killing it yeah so killing it i just i just want to see him just just shred everybody and and frankly what'd you have to say about the eagles thing about him kissing oh, the logo did man. you even care i know we touched I, on it last yeah, time but you know what i got mad today why'd you get mad i got though? mad i was doing some poo like i like to do reading the news five years old well you gotta do something while you're in there and we got this guy writing out here in Rochester, Leo Roth. And he writes this article, McCoy embarrasses Bills. Okay, dog, I am not embarrassed of a dude that just went out there and put up seven straight games with 100-plus yards. 
all-purpose yards, yards from scrimmage, not not strictly rushing, but still. Well, because McCoy can run some receiver-like routes. Made major, major impact in this offense. We've seen it without McCoy, and it suffers, man. So when he you know what? Right, he goes out. Suffers. He goes out, and he's the captain for the game against the Eagles. He says whatever, whatever about about Chip Kelly. Already went into he that. Can't Already went into that. Yeah. I'm not embarrassed in the least. You know what? I would rather have a guy who plays plays the psychological game. You know that that's what it comes down to. Chip Kelly was trying to psych him out, and he tried to psych him out right back. You know, it was it was matching wits in a way, and I would much rather have that guy. So like, you know, it's it's just you know what it's like. It's, it's it's the media again, just taking the easy road. I don't have anything to really. I don't have any real substance, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a shot at a guy. It's like when you know a guy farts and you got a column on it. You know, well, no, because that's hilarious. Yeah, but when somebody Dave, what's that smell? Dog. Dog. But you know you know what happens? It's like you know grandfather shit his pants and you can't say anything, but somebody has to call it. And it's usually the seven year old kid, okay? Or younger kid. But here you are, you got a guy who writes to the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle, and yes, he's a respectable man. A lot of these guys wouldn't have their job if they didn't play ball, if they didn't do whatever. But you know, nothing against you, Leo. The low-hanging fruit is what you got to go after. Why don't you go pick on some handicapped people while you're at it? Why don't you go make fun of somebody because of their skin color or do something like that? Why don't you go with that? That, to me, is the same thing as writing an article about, oh, he disrespected the Bills. Hey, maybe maybe he has sources that he did disrespect them, but don't you think that's kind of like an homage to, like, hey, man, I didn't mean to leave you, Eagles. I was traded, and he has an emotional hug with the owner of the team. I mean, don't forget, that kid grew up an hour away in Harrisburg. So this is an emotional spot for him. So for you, Leo, you don't have any emotions, man? Right, and you know what? If he... And, and dude, you're right. He's he's written some plenty of good pieces. You know, I don't don't want to sit here and just take a shit on you, but the low-hanging fruit... Right, and... It just sucks because we all want him to be the hero of that game. Late in the fourth quarter, I was like, man, it would be so great if LaShawn McCoy broke off a signature LaShawn McCoy, like, you know, 55-yard rushing touchdown right now. There was a great LaShawn McCoy-esque run that got called back due to a holding call. Mm. Remember that one? I mean, it was a hell of a hold. It was definitely a hold. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I mean sometimes, sometimes you have no other choice, man. Yeah, that that defensive line with the Eagles was just playing, playing real deal football, man. It, you got to do what you got to do. Regardless, Lashawn, I hope you hit your thousand yards, bud. I hope you you whether you do or not, man. I'm I'm still just so glad you're you're on our squad. Yeah, same with Sammy, same with Robert Woods, everybody on the team, man. You guys just just keep doing your thing. You can only do what the coaches do, but um. You know what you're told to, told to do, and sometimes systems, frankly, are not picked up that quick. You know, and again, we talked last podcast. If you really want, we broke down broke it down a little bit more. A lot of people expect instant coffee. You know what I don't want? 
I don't want coaches getting fired. I don't want GMs getting fired. Some people want to talk. Rodak is throwing some bullshit out there saying. No, surprise, surprise. Yeah, saying some garbage about just throwing it out there, not saying sources said, but, you know, well, Rex shouldn't, Rex can't get fired, but what about Whaley? And it's like, this team has so much talent. Everybody's been saying that since the beginning of the year. It's no one's questioning whether or not this team has you, talent. You know what? This, how did it get here? Doug Whaley. Why would he be now? On how did he seat? do that? By re-signing his own, by getting guys to to come here. You know, not by, the by, easiest task. By clever trades. I mean, come on. Let's just start right off the bat. Well, Calvin Shepard and Jerry Hughes. So money. Yeah, and yeah, you could say that was some Nick stuff, whatever, because that was right before Nick's was, you know, buddy next to some kind of pointed to an assistant. But come on, continuity, continuity, continuity. Ride it out. Let Rex make some corrections. If this time next year we're in the same spot, you bet your ass, positive Peter me ain't going to be so positive Peter anymore. I'm going to be ripping assholes, calling it how it is. I mean... Again, I go through cycles. We all have the cycles. Year one, all right, let's see what we got here. Year two, well, you didn't really do what you said you were trying to do the last two years. Year three, okay, what's up? I don't want to hit that, okay, what's up? Shut up, you know, put up or shut up. I want to be like, hey, this team built something. I want to come on this podcast after the last game and be like, you know what? I'm glad that they beat the Jets. And um, they, they turned it up, and it was nice to see what they could do with 14 games of Tyrod Taylor in a season because hopefully there's a lot of promise. And, oh, f- oh, by the way, the defense looks tight. I'm done with this topic. You want to move on to the next game? Yeah, we can do that. We got a quick few-minute rundown. It ain't going to be forever. But the Buffalo Bills are in Washington. Yep. On the road again, second week straight. Um. For rhythm reasons, though, not to cut you off, because I'm I'm well, very into rhythm. We're gonna code name that name Foreskin. Or, if that offends you, grow up. So the Washington Foreskins are next on the dock. Yeah, they're facing Washington. Both teams are six and seven going into this one. Um, Washington still has an opportunity to win this division. They've been playing really physical football. A little nervous, but they are a bit injury depleted, just like we are. Um, Deshaun Jackson looks tight. He's back. Yeah, healthy. he's back. But they're they're on onto their fourth tight end of the season. Oh wow! Yeah, the, yeah, three three tight ends going to IR this year. But yeah, I mean, you know, Kirk. They got Kirk Cousins having having a decent year. He's he's completing sixty nine percent of his passes. So look out for that. Kirk Cousins is kind of that that quarterback situation. Washington I mean, is, they're, is always they're, interesting. They're, if you if you look at the rankings, you you see a very mediocre team. They're ranked seventeenth overall in both offense and defense. Okay, but I mean, you look at that as maybe mediocre, but you also look at that as they're not bad either. I look at the Giants, <laughs> the Eagles. Oh, excuse me. I look at the Giants, the Eagles, and the Redskins. And I could be totally wrong here. In my dumb peanut-sized brain, 
I'm thinking that those three teams, I just feel like they're the same team. They're a lot all, and the Bills are in this category. Ups and downs, inconsistent, bonehead plays. Can you believe this happened? And I feel like the Bills are playing that team again, and it's whatever team doesn't shoot itself in the foot, you know? And it, it's crazy looking at them, and you're thinking, oh, Kirk Cousins. And allegedly that's who Mike Shanahan wanted. He wanted him the whole time. He didn't want RG3. And RG3 is in street clothes on the sideline. Poor guy. And I really wonder how shot that kid is. But you know what? Again, when there's smoke, there's fire. And if he's really that much of a shithead where he doesn't take the coaching, thinks he's the greatest, thinks he's elite, this and that, then it is what it is. I personally do not like RG me or RG knee, whatever you want to call him. I think he's... I think he's arrogant. At the same time, years later, when I hated Mike Shanahan for snubbing the Bills, but it came out later on, like, Mike Shanahan built an offense tailored to RG3, but then he gets killed by the media, which Washington is tough in the media too. He gets killed in the media for putting RG3 at risk, and how are you going to call those plays? Well, if that's the kid's strength, then... That's what you you know. That's what he knows from Baylor's offense. He, he really tried to implement some of the plays he ran well in Baylor. I thought that was interesting, but then Kirk Cousins comes in and and he shows some flash when RG three was hurt. And then there was always that possibility that Kirk, oh, why don't the Bills you get that caller three games? The kid plays three to four games. What about that Kirk Cousins guy? Man, we should. Why don't we try it? You know what? That happens. <clears throat> that happens anytime a backup comes in and plays well. Anytime a guy is released. Watch AJ McCarron on the Bengals replacing Andy Dalton for the year. Watch him having a mediocre three games now. And, oh, and we him should bring trader. him in and try try a little competition. You know, why not? Why don't we just make the whole roster just quarterbacks? Just have them shoot it out. You know, I think that's what <laughs> You know, I really wish they give Josh Johnson a shot. Uh, what about uh, what about Kevin White? Is he is Pat White still around? What's up with that dude? Is is he is he still? What would we have to give up to get Johnny Manziel? What's up with Flutie? Can we get another guy like that? Man, that guy had hot. Wish we would have taken Mariota. You got anything else on the force? What what do you got on your notepad for the foreskins? All right. I mean, they got a lot to lose in this game. They're they're in like a three-way tie for first right, in their division. Right. They they got some of the tiebreakers, you know. They they lead the series with Philly. They they split with the Giants. We're in for we're in for another rough one, man. These guys are these guys are playing hard and they like I said, they've got they've got every reason to go out there and play their hardest. Their, their playoff hopes are alive and well. That division again, it's all locked up. The Cowboys are four and eight. Yeah, they did I do the math right? Is it four and eight or five and eight? I, I don't have it in front of me. I'm they're, so they're, dumb. They're I, I wish I just wasn't dumb. They're, they're they're awful regardless, but I mean they could still <laughs> they could still win out and be right in it too, so you never know. That division is just a tire fire. Yeah. 
But that Washington team is next, and I just I just want to see you win, man. Let's go. Let's go. See what the hell this team is made of. And pedal to the metal. Crush them. Crush the Cowboys. Crush the Jets. And let's Especially see where we stand. You, you have to win. You have to win out. You have to win out. And there's a reason the games are played. I know we're – we have no – it feels like we have no shot at the playoffs. We know that. And we could be talking about why we should fire people, but we'll never talk about that right now. We're not into that. Now, maybe after these three games, if it's that terrible, we'll see what's up. You know, but let's – unfortunately, now it's time to evaluate – and this is up. Do you have any last-minute notes? What do you got? That, that's about it, man. That's that's about all I got. Rex Ryan, though, I will say, though, he was praising that team up and down defensively, saying they got some monsters on the defensive yeah. line. So it'll be nice to see if Incognito is back to form, which he should be, and and. Oh, by the way, I just, don't think he played poorly against the well, Eagles. Rex said, Rex he just said, got he just got burned on a couple of plays that stood out. Rex said he was a lot harder on himself than Rex thought he played. So right, right. I, I think if we just look for these guys to come to fruition, jowl, jowl, jowl. Just we're just looking for things to jowl. Consistency, and his team has shown shown flashes. We just want to see the flashes come together in a game. I feel like there still really hasn't been a game. We're just been together and humming all the way through. I mean, you could say the Miami games, but just like the Jets games last year for the Bills, these are going to be the two where in the offseason people just automatically throw those stupid games out. We done here, yeah. bud? No, no, we're not. What do you got? So I remind everybody to check out numbillsfan.com oh, for all shit. your numbills oh. content. Oh. Follow us on Twitter, numbillsfan. That's Dave. I'm Numbills Adam D. We're on Instagram, same names. We got a Facebook page. Whatever whatever tickles your little fancy. And and you can get to all of that right from numbillsfan.com. Check us out there. I'm all set. We'll be back Monday. And please, 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 please tell your damn friends. Yeah. And grow up, and don't say that other Washington team name. And by the way, before we bounce, it is nice. I will say my thoughts on that Washington name is people don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a pretty damn big deal to be called the Redskins. It really sucks. I didn't want to say it, but it is a derogatory term. Yeah, you know, fuck that shit. We don't stand for that up in here in this piece. All right, get out of here. Goodbye. Nighty night.